Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight. He is back. Steven Jensen is here. I don't think he shaved in two weeks. He's got the playoff beard growing, even though the playoffs are over. I had to shave mine. I'm Mine was getting out of control, and then finally the playoffs ended. I was like, all right, I got to finally shave this thing. It's summer. <laughs> it's, too, it's too hot for this. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. Jensen, glad to have you back, buddy. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Uh, had kind of a rough go of it uh, with uh, the 19, unfortunately, but I'm back. I'm feeling a lot better. Still not feeling like 100%, but like, you know, feeling a lot better than I was last week at this time. So definitely – uh, definitely happy to be back and uh, appreciate SP3 for filling in last week. As always, great dude. Join the show. Glad that uh, y'all had <laughs> glad that y'all had a good show last week. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. How you been? Uh, I'm well, you know, my, my Colorado avalanche got the hat right here. As we even got a face mask, just all type of abs regalia around here. I ordered my shirt. I ordered a, a coffee table book and everything we won the stanley cup the same night as forbidden door actually i had to go back and like watch some of forbidden door uh because i was way too locked in on the game i they sean was like sean was like watch the game it's okay we don't need full coverage on forbidden door we got other teammates who will who will do some work like pay attention to the game so i was locked in on the game all sunday night and it was a it was a great moment. It was it was good. I hope everyone experiences. If you if you're into sports like I am and you take it as serious as I do, I hope everyone gets to experience their team winning a championship because I've watched that moment every single day uh, since it happened on Sunday, and I'll probably keep watching it every single day for like I don't know until I die or something because it was a great moment. It was it was really it was really fun to to watch and i know it was a pain in the ass to a lot of my friends and my fiance uh throughout the playoffs and they all they all stuck with it so yeah it was it was great but i'm good championship championship jeremy is here uh another big week in wrestling as it seems to be every single week uh you guys you can leave a super chat leave a humper chat we're on twitch now we're we're co-streaming this on on twitch so you can leave a a bits or subscribe to the the twitch channel if you were like um yeah you leave a super chat like our, our pal jj is a little my favorite big star welcome back jensen hope you're doing much better congrats on becoming one half of the nxt uk oh, tag team right. champions that's right brooks <laughs> jensen and uh and uh josh briggs won the nxt uk tag team titles i covered that on the weekend or this past sunday um <clears throat> yeah it's weird because that's bull buchanan's son isn't it so i believe so yes yes yeah, so, so you know 
I, I, I've never seen anybody with my name in wrestling before. So, like, that, that side of it, I guess, is kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. I guess he's got a pretty bright future. It's kind of weird because, like, I don't really watch the, the NXT show on Tuesdays anymore. But, like, they don't really seem like they're, like, some, like, giant standout team of that to me. But they might be. But then now they just, like, became the NXT UK tag champs out of nowhere. I know that um either Ashton Smith or Oliver Carter, one of the two was injured. And that's why they had to vacate the titles and make a make like a really quick decision on on new champions but i thought for sure they'd go with like stars and mastiff or something um like some team that's like kind of established in nxt uk but then like yeah jensen this is and way too much this is way too much nxt uk talk i blame you jj for hey, your, your hey. comment referencing the nxt uk tag team titles way too much nxt <clears throat> uk talk on this show no, there let's you move go. on there you go we can uh, move on in our creator spotlight this week, we do have Romeo from True Heel Heat, uh, our pal. And you saw SP3 last week. Big thanks for him uh, to him for, for filling in last week. And uh, Romeo, who's part of the True Heel Network, joined us this week. So we'll air that a little bit later on. He talks about his love of Charlotte Flair. That was my biggest takeaway <sighs> from, from the show, uh, from our interview with Romeo, is he really loves Charlotte Flair. And he's not being like a contrarian. He actually gives a good reason as to why he likes Charlotte Flair. And I appreciate that he had a good reason for that. So everyone stay tuned for that. Let's get into it. We're going to start with AEW this week. And before we do, Jensen, next week, I have a surprise for you and all of our, our viewers and listeners out there. But that's next week. I'm going to hype it as a big announcement. I'm going to do a Tony Khan thing. Everyone tune in next week. Monumental major announcement on this show. Major update to this show just major things happening with this show not matt cardona not brian myers but big things tremendous things outstanding things stupendous things happening on this show next week big surprises for steven jensen next week i'm looking forward to that because i have no idea what it is i actually have a surprise for you jeremy that i just found out the other day that i was going to bring up uh, off air but we'll i'll just throw it up here right now for everyone listening I was just summoned to jury duty. And so I have to do jury duty on the 14th of this month, which happens to be a Thursday. So I'll let y'all know what's good. Like if I'm this is not a good this. surprise. My surprise I is good. I, I, I'm just saying I want to, I, 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 I needed to bring it up at some point. I just found out like two days ago about this. Um, so yeah, I have to, I have to go to do jury duty on Thursday, the 14th. Hopefully I can still do the show in the morning, but I don't know what time I have to be there. So y'all might have a fill in, uh, in like, what is that? Two Thursdays from now. So next week, big surprise. Don't even, I don't even know what it is. So I'm looking forward to that following no week. Does. I might be sitting in jury duty. We'll, we'll see. So <laughs> no one, yeah. no one does. No one knows what it is except for me. I've kept this under great wraps. Uh, I'm not trying to sell this like it's the biggest deal ever, but I am. Ha- I'm proud of uh, sort of upgrading the show with some some cool stuff that I'm I'm, I'm going to do and make it make it a little bit more fun. Yeah, make it a little bit more fun is basically what I'm doing here. Okay. Uh, let's get into to AEW Forbidden Door was this past week, and we're going to kind of go back there, and the two things are going to sort of tie together. 
my AW spotlight this week, John Moxley, Hiroshi Tanahashi. No real big surprise that John Moxley defeated Tanahashi to win the interim AEW championship. No real big surprise that uh, it was a great match because Tanahashi rules and his selling. I mean, I, I know I've said it before, but his selling is like top, top, top tier when it comes to wrestling. That man makes you believe that he is in pain. That man makes you believe that he is going to win. He sold me that he was going to possibly win this title. We all knew, we all figured John Moxley was going to win, but the way Tanahashi and Moxley like sold these moments, sold these near falls, like, oh shit, Tanahashi might actually have this. So I thought this match was excellent. Uh, I can understand if people want to go Osprey and Orange Cassidy as like the match of the night. I personally was way into, way more into Moxley and Tanahashi. Moxley picked up the victory after being a bloody mess. He's the interim AEW champion now. And now, and I think this is the thing that people were really looking forward to when we kind of figured and assumed Moxley was going to win the title. He gets his run, and it's an interim title, but he gets his run in front of people. Because when he won it at Revolution 2020, it was like a two-week thing, and then they were in the pandemic, and then he lost it during the pandemic. Now he gets his run in front of live audiences. I'm so excited for this John Moxley title run because it seems like it might be a little while. I don't know how long Punk is out for, but it seems like he's going to be out for a couple of months at the at the very least. And Moxley, when he came through the crowd for for blood and guts, holding the title and everything, I was like, oh yeah, like Moxley's right where he's supposed to be with this thing. I cannot wait for this run. I cannot wait for the reactions to Moxley. I thought it was a great match. It was my personal match of the night what do you think of the match and now you know moxley about to get this interim title run in front of crowds thought the match was awesome um personally i thought the match of the night was osprey versus orange cassidy but i'm okay i mean i'm not gonna like argue about i mean if someone's like you know if you if you say that you know moxley and and uh tanahashi was your match of the night then like i mean that's it's a very valid it makes sense like that, that match was great and for Tanahashi, it's like he's the kind of guy where you can see like the way that he moves, like he's probably it, it's like it's like when he wrestles, the adrenaline kicks in and he's just out there like he's out and he hasn't changed his style like he's doing the the high fly flows and he's doing the sling blades and he does the Texas Cloverleaf which puts a lot of like straight on your knees and he he looks like the kind of guy though that like probably needs like rails to get upstairs like he's like you know what i mean like he's beat up like for sure but then he goes out there and just he, he, the the bell rings and he just he just kills it i mean absolute legend um your point about moxley winning the title the last time uh right before the pandemic really set in um you know this is really cool that he's able and that was also before he was using the wild thing music and stuff too like yeah. so now this is like this is a real proper kind of run for him. And as you said, yeah, it's interim championship, but I think AEW is going to really treat that as like the world title until, until punk's back. Um, and I think they're going to do a good job with it. So yeah, it, it, great match. Um, like you said, Tanahashi, he's so good. And Moxley's so good at what they do that even though the outcome was pretty predictable, we all figured Moxley was going to win they did a really good job, like making you think like, damn, Tanahashi might actually win this like a few times. And and that's really all you can do in my opinion. Um, when you have like a predictable outcome, if you can just make me believe a few times that the other guy's actually going to win, you've really done your job. And I think that they, they killed it. I thought it was great. Um, and also with like the injuries to Danielson right now, and like a lot of people on the roster, 
I mean, Kingston looks like he might have got hurt last night. Um, yeah, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay as well. Um, I just noticed he wasn't standing up after the match. And he like, said he he even said to Claudio on top of the cage, you could kind of see him holding yeah. his back, but like Claudio tries to help him up. He's like, I can't stand my back. I don't know what happened. He finally did. He was able to get up and everything, but yeah, you could tell he messed up his back a little bit, and hopefully he's okay. Santana suffered a nasty leg injury in the match. Uh, I don't know how bad that's going to be, but the fact that he couldn't do anything and was removed from the match, that seems like that uh, it could be more of a long-term thing. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah, hopefully Eddie and his back. I don't know when that happened. I think it might have been uh, when they did the the spot with the ring was pulled up because it looked like Eddie had a, a rough landing on that. We'll get into blood and guts here in a bit, but it looked like he had a rough landing on that. And of course it's the exposed ring and everything. Uh, it might've happened there where he, the, his back took the the brunt of that, but that was a, it was a crazy match where I'm shocked. There wasn't more injuries, honestly, because everyone really put a lot on the line and that one with all the, the blood and guts in that match. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so like with the injuries going on and even injuries within the Blackpool combat club and like, you know, we're going to talk about Claudio here in a second, but like, this is really cool for like Moxley to have the title and have something big to do. And he's super over. He's the right person to hold this title belt right now. They're going to do a good job building him versus punk. Um, I'd imagine he won't lose. I mean, but they, they've planted some seeds of like on commentary, letting people know, like Moxley's probably going to defend that title a few times. Like he's going to have to like pretty much keep earning his way to that unification with punk. Um, and I guess there is a possibility someone else could win the interim title before Punk gets back, but all signs are, are leading to Moxley versus Punk, which I, I think is the right move. That'll be a great match uh, whenever that inevitably happens. So, yeah, this is all good stuff. Hey, like, I, He's yeah. going to defend the title. They announced the, the Royal Rampage, Battle Royal, Elimination, whatever this gimmick is for, for Friday's Rampage. Uh, no spoilers if you've seen them. I have not. Please don't spoil it. Uh, so they announced that whoever wins that is going to get a title shot. So yeah, he's definitely going to defend the title. And obviously if punk is out long-term, if he's out past all out, my guess is he's back at least by all out. That's since uh, early September. I would think he would be back for that, but I don't know how soon before that he will be back. If he's back by all out though, obviously Mox is going to have to defend this title because they, they got these dynamite shows coming up that they always brand they got the uh the quake by the lake show they always do these branding on these dynamite shows where usually they have these big matches so yeah he's getting defended against the royal rampage winner he's gonna be treated like the actual uh world champion which is the the right thing to do uh tony khan has said it before of when ufc does this when they crown like an interim champion they basically treat it like it's the the real title and they make defenses until the real champion comes back you i don't really like when ufc does it especially if the champion has only missed like one fight or six months or something but in this case fine sure go for it they didn't want to strip punk of the title i get it it sets up a a big unification match and what should be a huge match between moxley and punk moxley he was on renee's podcast last week talking about getting getting clean and going to rehab and everything and one thing that i found interesting that he said when in terms of wrestling is he feels he's like finally putting everything together since he got back and you can see with this blackpool combat club stuff he he's really put a lot of stuff together just in his aew run i i said it many times that he's felt like the biggest star in wrestling 
during AEW. He's the guy that I'm like most captivated by. And that's still for the most part remains true, but like his style going on the Indies and wrestling a bunch of different people and a bunch of different styles. Like he really is putting everything together in AEW and blood and guts. Wasn't maybe the, the best representation of Moxley as world champion. And what I mean by that is he was one person in a 12 person match so it's tough to and that that match was never really about him it was about the kingston jericho stuff um so moxley was almost a bit player in that blood and guts match now that they're past this match i think we will really start to see like peak john moxley stuff is like hey this is our champion this is the guy carrying the company because last night it wasn't really about him as good as he was in that match he was kind of a background player to the kingston Jericho stuff next week I think is when we're really going to start to see like John Moxley's the guy carrying this thing yeah yeah I, I agree with everything you're saying like even uh <clears throat> even like the UFC stuff with the interim titles like as long as as long as obviously the the goal for AEW is the interim champion to unify with the world champion like that's first and foremost they made that very clear in the ufc sometimes that doesn't happen and that's super frustrating like when tony ferguson never had a shot at like the real championship and like eventually just like vacated the interim title but he hadn't lost in like 12 fights like you know so i think that AEW like as long as they unify the interim championship with the with the world championship which i'm very clear that that's that's the intention um and then you're, you're right like uh, they had to get through blood and guts. Moxley was involved in a lot of stuff, but it is cool seeing and, and hearing how much he feels like he's putting it all together right now. You're, you're really, you're right about that as well. Like, you know, the more he's gotten more of kind of like, he's, he's a lot more well-rounded now than he was even just a couple years ago. Like he's super over. He's got like the, the right entrance music for, you know, coming through the crowd and everything. The fans are really into it he's kept like the brawler kind of whatever the lunatic fringe type stuff kind of like he's very unpredictable and he's still the same, you know, Moxley that we all love, but he's also added a lot of technical stuff, more MMA based stuff, the, the regal training, the, the black hole combat club club training that they've, that they've incorporated into their, their group and their gimmicks and everything. And it just feels like, yeah, Moxley's really putting it all together right now. And he's still probably, can keep getting better too, which is like pretty wild. Like he, there's still even room for improvement with really any wrestler that wants to keep learning. And Moxley seems like the kind of guy who just wants to keep learning and adding to his arsenal and, and, and expanding his move set. And, and so I, I, uh, I really like what he's doing. And I think he's uh he's definitely the right person to hold this championship right now. And um, who did, did they announce who he's defending against at the, at the, royal rumble no thing. no it's whoever wins it's whoever wins the the rampage the royal whoever rampage. wins the rampage rumble yeah whoever wins that okay yeah he'll defend gotcha. it against them uh okay. jpj loves wrestling says uh is from from twitch leaving us some bits appreciate that jpj uh he says definitely agree jeremy excited to see moxley get a proper run in front of the people i hope moxley does get like a story element to his run as well and it's not just a bunch of random title defenses that always bugs me when AEW does that of like, Hey, let's just do random title defenses. Hey, here's the number one contender. You know, whoever wins this Royal rampage thing, they're going to get a shot. I want some like an actual story to Moxley's run, treat it like it is the real title. 
give him a story to sink his teeth into whoever that might be, but give me a story to this and not just let's do a bunch of matches until punk gets back. And then once punk gets back, that's when we'll start to get the ball rolling on the unification stuff. Don't do that. Give, give me a story. Give Moxley a story for all of this. That's, that's the main thing that I want out of this run. Yeah. Well, and that would also establish, make it really feel like he is the true world champion while punk is gone. Like that's, that's, you know, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, shout out to John Moxley. I mean, good for him. What a turnaround he's made. I mean, even just since like going to rehab and stuff, like physically he looks to be in like really great shape. Mentally, he seems like he's in a really good headspace. He was drinking those non non-alcoholic beers at the uh at the press conference after, trying after to get a sponsorship. Yeah, he was trying to get a sponsorship. I <laughs> hey, anyone want to sponsor the spotlight, by the way? That's something we can Water have a discussion about. Great value water sponsor us there you go absolutely <laughs> um so uh so yeah i mean moxley really he just really seems like he's in a really good place like all all around right now which is which is really good to see it was good hearing him on renee's podcast and good just seeing it was funny because like even in the post-fight press conference like he was talking about he's like like yeah man it's like it's gonna be great like i can just get in my car after this i can drive home i can drink these while i'm driving home and i'm thinking like yeah you're right i mean not alcoholic beer i mean yeah i guess there is no problem with drinking and driving when you're yeah. if it's not alcoholic just beer, like sure. just like drinking a dr pepper on your way home yeah just fine. i guess it just yeah. tastes kind of, i guess it just tastes kind of like beer um like an o'doul's type thing like um so good for moxley i mean there's nothing i feel like there's nothing wrong with like if you if you love beer and you go and you when you're trying to stay sober, like you know, non-alcoholic beer, I think that's a pretty good solution, you know. So like, good for him. Like, it sounds like he's really kind of figured out something that works for him. Like, he's doing the non-alcoholic beer. He's in really good shape. He's he's mentally seems like he's in a great place. His wrestling keeps getting better. His moveset keeps getting cooler. He's getting more and more over. Like, um. Him going to rehab was a great thing for him. Like, you know, no, I don't know how many people knew he had an issue, um, but like physically you could tell he had like really like ballooned up around that time. And now he's like, he just seems like he's just healthy, which is, which is great. I mean, you love to see it, especially in wrestling. As long as we've watched this stuff, you know, you see it go the other way so often that it's, it's really nice to see somebody like really getting in 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 a good space here and and he's being rewarded for it too like he's the world champion they've they're, they've invested in him they believe in him like good stuff can i just say that beer sucks <laughs> it's oh, I, 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 I like beer so what's your what's your favorite beer jensen it's pretty well i'm gonna sound pretty normy when i say this but like on like honestly like i i, I like stuff like Coors light just 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 because bud light regular. won't pay you nothing yeah, exactly. I like Brock. Um, but uh, I mean, I like Bud Light as well. Um, but if, if like my go-to when I go to a bar or something is usually just like Coors Light. Every now and then I'll have like a Stella or like a, a Blue Moon or something like that. Like I, I like kind of the snobbier beers occasionally as well. Um, I've, the beer that I've drinking the most in my life is probably Natural Light, though. Uh, Natty Light. That's probably because it's cheap and that it yeah. tastes kind of like Bud Light. Yeah. See, th this is the thing thing with beer is I was told a long time ago of beer is an acquired taste, so you might as well acquire a taste for cheap beer because it's all just awful 
And so you might as well just get the cheap stuff and whatever. You're going to get drunk either way. Beer is so bad. I can't do beer. I, I, there is like some like different like craft beers and obviously like different breweries and stuff that like have flavors of beer that aren't as bad as your typical, uh, you know, your, your typical Bud Light, Miller Light, all the, the all those beers that you can find at any grocery store across the world. I can't do it. If I drink and I, I don't drink often at all, I actually gave up alcohol for many years. Um, but if I drink, it's got to be some type of like liquor or something. Just beer is so, so awful. People are saying Michelob Ultra. See, JBJ is saying beer snob, craft IPAs. Yeah, like that, that's the thing. Like the, the craft stuff, some of that stuff is okay. There's like a cherry beer that, that I really enjoyed. Like I know Brewmat, shout out to uh, Pat Fanahan, who actually left the wrestling business to go brew a bunch of beer. Um, but like I'm sure there's good stuff out there. I don't have the time or the money or the taste buds to want to – uh, try to try all this stuff. Beer sucks. Everyone should stop drinking it. And yeah, Crown Royal. There you go, Kai. <laughs> that, that's my drink. Crown and Coke. If I okay. order something, it's usually Captain Coke. Crown and Coke. That's 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 what I go with. Beer sucks. Good on John Moxley for just giving up beer. What? No matter his reason, just everybody give up beer. Drink man, manly drinks like Mai Tais. Like Mai Tais. Yeah, drink um. <laughs> Drink like white Russians and uh and uh and mojitos. Um mojitos. I, and those fruity drinks. Fruity drinks are yeah. good. I don't give a well, fuck what so anybody I, does. I actually like nowadays, I honestly I drink seltzers more than anything else, like stuff like white claw and truly and stuff like that. Because I, I love seltzer water and like they've done a really good job of making it where you don't even taste the alcohol. So I, right. like I've made the mistake of like cracking those open in the morning before with like a breakfast and been like like, 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 oh, now you shouldn't be drinking right now. Um, but they just taste like juice. Um, I like. I see. Well. I'd much rather drink. I I've had like the the white claws and everything. I I shunned white claws forever. Again, I wasn't drinking for the longest time, but I shunned it just because it became like a hipster wrestling thing. I blame Joey Janela for this. Mm. Of he was like just drinking white claws and all the time. That's all you'd hear about on these indie shows with these white claws. I'm like, I'm not drinking this stuff. And then I did. I was like, yeah, it just tastes like alcoholic juice which a lot better than beer yeah that's fair no i actually i I like it better than beer as well but i i definitely i mean if you see me at a wrestling show like an indie show or something i'm just like hanging out a lot of the time i'm sitting there just drinking a beer or something you know i i I enjoy beer but i'm also like not i don't drink nearly like i used to you know this is a very occasional thing for me nowadays um but um but yeah i mean yeah, I like alcohol. That's I'm also 34. Y'all have to understand too. Like, it isn't like this. Uh, this isn't me like under like like uh, promoting anything. Uh, you know, like I'm not telling people underage to be drinking. I'm not telling people to drink and drive. I'm not trying to give anyone any like bad life advice. But oh. as somebody in, in my 30s, you know, I like to kick back and, and drink some beer every now and then. So there, drink responsibly, everybody. If you're going to drink, one, drink something that's actually good. Two drink responsibly definitely do not drink and drive definitely do not go out and act a fool and get drunk and you know in public and all of this stuff drink responsibly uh i guess we got to throw that the disclaimer sure and hey, everybody and, knows that and if you want to drink non-alcoholic beer like and if you want to sponsor us i will definitely <laughs> i'll sit here and i'll drink i'll drink that non-alcoholic beer on on camera every thursday uh at 9 30 in the morning if uh if if you want to get involved so um so yeah i don't want to sit here and try to shill sponsorship but like now that we just thought i just kind of thought of it like if there is anyone interested like man i'll i'll do the i'll do the what like the the cat in the hat they just do like the the mike myers film 
Uh, they just have like the, the sponsorship in there. A lot of TV shows do that. They work in their, their sponsorship. I was watching 30 rock and Liz lemon was putting over. I don't remember what it, uh, Verizon, like get the new Verizon wireless phone. Uh, you know, you get all these lines of data and stuff. And then she just looks at the cameras like, can we have our money now? <laughs> you know, you want to sponsor us, go for it. We'll, we'll, we'll shill anything you want as a shill. Just pay us. Absolutely. Right, and like, uh, don't. Says, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say, and Dole, Dole, Dole whips and Mickey bars. Um, says we're just don't drink three nine years. Never doesn't feel like you miss out on anything. That's totally fine as well. I'm like, if you don't, if if I'm, I'm not saying that like to be cool you have to drink or if you don't want to drink, don't drink. Like I, 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 I have plenty of sober friends as well. Like I'm not yeah. judging anybody who doesn't drink alcohol. Like that's totally fine. I think it's probably a, a better life choice to be honest than drinking. So. Good for uh, you. Maine says, Maine says he was at the show last night and he, he bought a title belt as well. That was our beer mm. portion of the show. Okay. Uh, there you <laughs> go. Why? No, why we got off on that? That's my fault. Uh, speaking of blood and guts, your spotlight for this week is Claudio Castagnoli coming to AEW. I think when Brian Danielson announced last week, like it got a big surprise, he's going to fit Blackpool Combat Club. It makes sense and everything. Um, I think everyone kind of thought it was going to be Claudio because that was the person who made the most sense with everything. And it was Claudio. I had no, no issue with that. He had a very good match with Zack Sabre Jr. And then yeah, he competed in blood and guts last night, taking Danielson's uh, spot. Claudio Castagnoli is all elite. Steven Jensen, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, and here's the thing. We talked, we talked about this often as well. Sometimes the obvious thing is just the right thing to do. Like, just swerving people for the sake of swerving people like it would have been really lame if the plan was claudio and then because everyone assumed it was claudio they just like went with someone else because then that's a lose-lose situation too because then the fans are going to be like oh man i was hoping it's gonna be claudio you know like there's and and they they just went through with the thing that made the most sense like he makes perfect sense for the blackpool combat club as a as a member of that group moxley was saying it after in the post fight uh press conference how He's basically been a member of the group the whole time. Like he's just now just showing up on AEW TV, but they've traveled together. He's he's boys with you know they're friends with. Uh, he was every, Regal's last guys. match. He was Regal's last match as well. So true, true, yeah, yeah, really, yep, good call. So, <clears throat> so yeah, they're all they all have the links to Regal. Um, he was even Claudio was even putting over Yuta a little bit. Like I don't know how much he's wrestled with Yuta, but it sounds like they they're definitely familiar with one another and stuff. So like, it's uh, yeah, Claudio is just he's a perfect member for that group. Brings something a little different to the table. He wrestles a little bit different style than other guys do, but they but the kind of the heart of what he does is of the same spirit, I guess, of like what Danielson, Yuta, Mox, those those guys are doing, um, under Regal especially. So. Um, so yeah, it was great to see. I, I thought his match with Zack Sabre Jr. was really good. Um, I love Zack Sabre Jr.'s wrestling style. I, I love how different he is. Um, I love variety in wrestling and, and the way that, that ZSJ wrestles is just it's just something different, which I and he he pulls it off really, really well, in my opinion. Um, so I thought that uh ZSJ versus Claudio was a really good matchup. And then for him to just jump right into blood and guts, um, even my brother, who I you know I talk about every now and then on these shows i might have i might have brought this up during the romeo interview as well but um my brother doesn't really watch wrestling except for when he's around me um but because he's around me so often he's like 
he knows more about way more about wrestling than like an a- the average person, but he never like watches it himself. When he found out through like Instagram clips that um that Claudio had joined AEW, he was marking out because like forever he's been like Cesaro was his guy in WWE. He was always like, How's this guy? My brother's like the a really good gauge for like the casual audience of like like why isn't this guy the champion? Like, look at him and like the way that he wrestles and like, like my brother's been on the Cesaro bandwagon for like 10 years and always was frustrated that, you know, he'd even get excited when he get like a, a title match against like Roman Reigns or something. He'd come over and he'd watch it with me and be like, all right, this is Cesaro's time. Like they're going to finally go all the way with him. And like, um, and then immediately he shows up in AEW and he's immediately main event level guy. And my brother was actually over last night. He watched blood and guts with me. Um, so it's really cool to see like Cesaro in, in a new uh, in a new environment and he's going to fit in great in AEW. And I think it's I think he's going to be like world title level challenger main event level guy like immediately. And uh, it was even kind of wild seeing him and Jack Swagger going back and forth at Blood and Guts because like I remember the whole We the People group with him and uh, them and Dutch. Yeah, there's a We the People. Yeah, there was a We the People chant as they were. Yeah. 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 And it's just funny because you think about that in the WWE, those guys in the position that they were in, were in they got some. They pushed a little the wrong bit of, guy. Right. Well, right. Swagger got the push towards the world title. And then uh, didn't he get caught with like weed or something? And then like they didn't have him beat Del Rio at WrestleMania because of it. Something like that. It was like, it was like the world title match at WrestleMania that one year, I believe. Um, and then Cesaro like just wound up going to Heyman instead after a minute and so they never really worked but it was more of like a lower mid card this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Type gimmick and then it's like you see these guys in the main event and in blood and guts. Basically for all intents and purposes, they're doing war games matches and main events now which is uh which is pretty cool i mean like good good for them and i and i think that they're we're gonna see like the real value of of claudio castagnoli like really shine in AEW. i think he's gonna be booked really well he's gonna be used well he's gonna have banger matches and if he stays over with the crowd or even gets more over than he already is like he's a guy who could potentially be a world champion for them some someday so this is 
this is best case scenario for for Claudio. Like he got out of the WWE system. Uh, he was there. He was there long enough. He was he was smart in my opinion. Like he didn't. He wasn't one of those guys who like signed another three or five year deal, like expecting things to be different and then getting frustrated when nothing changes over over that time. Like he got out and. Uh, I mean, look at the way that TK hugged him. You know what I mean? Like, I think Tony Khan's pretty oh, happy. We're not that he's talking there. about this hug. Okay. No, hey, listen. Some Tony reason. does it to everybody. He does it to everyone. Like, it isn't just Claudio. But like, I might, I, I want your thoughts on that. But, but my my point is like, clearly Tony Khan is a is a big fan, and he's the decision maker there. And like, I think this is the best possible place for Claudio to be. Yes, I agree. I'm not talking about this hug. He hugs everybody. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon hug. Hey, people like to hug. All right. When I see Steven Jensen, I'm going to hug him. The camera's going to pan out like it's a, the best friends uh, hug going on there as well. Uh, people like to hug. I don't see the big deal about it. I blame Booker T. Booker T just has to say things and then other websites like to aggregate it and it becomes a thing when it doesn't need to become a thing. Okay. Um, I, I think Claudio is great in AEW. A, the role he's in in Blackpool Combat Club is a perfect role for him. I don't know if he's going to win the world title ever. Uh, I don't know if he's just on that level. And that's not knocking against him. It's really just their talent level is so high that I'm not sure I see Claudio like winning that title. The good news is they've got a million other titles that he could win. I could easily see him as a TNT champion. I could easily see him as the All-Atlantic champion. Once they get the trios titles, I can easily see him with Yuta and Danielson as trios champions. I could even see him and Yuta as tag team champions because Claudio is one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Yeah. And you look at his history with, with, with Swagger, Tyson Kidd, uh, with Sheamus, the, the, the short-lived thing with, with Nakamura and everything. Like He is I mean, a team with Chris, a variety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, Chris Hero is probably the best example that I'd forgotten about because it was indie runs. But yeah, King Kings of Wrestling ruled. Um, yeah, he's one of the best tag team wrestlers ever. The variety of people he's teamed with is, you know, just he's teamed with a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different people. He can work any style. His hot tag, everyone always points back to the the famous hot tag where he just runs wild. Now John Silver does it in every single match. Uh, <laughs> he, he's amazing. So I can easily see him teaming with Wheeler Yuta and then being in the tag team division to give Yuta a little bit more of a shine there as well. There's also the possibility he does ROH stuff. Tony Khan even mentioned that uh, he was thinking about bringing Cesaro in for ROH death before dishonor. And then, you know, Danielson got hurt. It's like, well, okay, here's the perfect spot for Claudio right here. So it's possible he goes into, into ROH as well. Plenty of roles for Claudio in the AEW ROH universe. I, I don't see him as a, a world champion, but I do see him winning one of the 300 other, other titles they have under under their little umbrella and banner. I do want to talk a little bit about Blood and Guts. I'm probably going to, I don't know. I don't think I'm as high on this match as everybody else is. And I thought the match was great. I thought it was better than last year's match. Here are my complaints with it. I wanted a little bit more out of the Claudio and Eddie Kingston stuff. You know, they're yelling at each other as Forbidden Door goes off the air. We know their history online and Claude and Eddie's burying him in a bunch of different interviews and everything. Like, and then they just see each other outside. And it's like, Hey, fist bump. And then during the match, they're working together and stuff. I know the finish played into it of, 
Eddie wasn't happy that Claudio got the submission because he was trying to inflict pain on Jericho. He wanted that moment when it came to Jericho and everything. But then they still shake hands and embrace and whatnot. I'm sure they'll tell a story between those two. I just wanted more of that, like, I don't really trust you in the match because they hinted about it. They talked about it on commentary. We didn't really see it play out in the actual match. I would have liked a little bit more when it came there between Eddie and Claudio to really put some heat on that kind of stuff. Cause this is something Eddie with, you know, when Claudio left WWE, Eddie, the first thing he did was just like, he didn't have the balls to come here. That's what he tweeted. He's like, he just doesn't have the balls. Like there was something there and they could have used this match as a storytelling device between those two. And they really didn't. And that disappointed me. Maybe that was my own expectations, just letting me down. And if so, that's on me. Cameras missed a lot of things. I understand it's hard to shoot this stuff, but they just missed so much in this match. And it got a little irritating uh, to me. And I understand the picture-in-picture stuff, like that. that's just going to happen. But even when it wasn't picture-in-picture, they would just miss stuff. The spot where I think Eddie may have gotten hurt, they ripped up the mat, they did the suplex it. Um, it wasn't It wasn't there. Like they, they just missed it. I don't want it to be hit in the head with it. I just wanted it during the match. That's all it was. I don't feel like I'm asking too much for that. I don't need to be hit over the head with it. I would have liked Eddie giving him more like sideways looks and things or them not interacting at all. The fist bump before the match. I didn't need that. Take that out. Just be like, hey, I don't trust you. Like we don't need to work together. I, I thought they just did too much of, hey, we're cool. We, there was no story between them during the match. I just wanted more. I actually wanted to be more subtle. I didn't think they were subtle enough with it. I thought it was just, we're friends now. Uh, yeah, maybe it was a me thing. I don't know. Um, if it was, sorry. That's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, the, the camera work, it wasn't It wasn't good last night during this match. Otherwise, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I loved it when Eddie came in with the kendo stick, just whacking guys away to get to Jericho. I love that. I love Eddie and Jericho at the, the top of it. I did like the finish with, with Eddie being mad at Claudio for kind of kind of taking that. Again, I thought they could have done more with those two and how they didn't get along throughout. And I understand Eddie was hurt at the end, and so that's why maybe they had to embrace and Claudio had to help him up uh, afterwards. Um, but I thought they, they, they could have almost left that part out as well of Eddie was still mad about things. But if he was hurt and Claudio's the strongest guy out there, I get it. A lot of blood, skewers, glass, all this stuff. They did a lot in this match. I it certainly hit the concept of blood and guts. It doesn't look like things are over between Eddie and Jericho. What do you think of blood and guts? So I thought that it was a good match. It was good storytelling. Um, a lot of blood. You're definitely right about that, but that's kind of to be expected with it being called blood and guts. It, you know, but like, there was some stuff like the skewers I thought was interesting because they didn't really show the visual of like, like the normal you'd see. And I wonder if that was a TNT thing that they were like, you can use the skewers, but like, we don't want to see them hanging out of anybody's head, which is like understandable, even though they, I mean, they really, really went all the way with, with uh, the Nick Gage and Chris Jericho death match. They didn't do skewers in that match, but like TNT, well, I guess it's TBS or what's called Turner. Um, They, um, they, they've been pretty lenient with like the stuff that they've let them do on TV, which has been pretty wild. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of blood. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Parker, that's his name now, right? They, they changed those guys' names. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Angelo Parker. I'm sorry. Angelo yeah. Parker. It was Jeff Parker, right? But then they changed it because Jeff Hardy, I think. So. I think. Yeah. so Angelo Parker, he, um, 
he he was really bleeding bad. Like he, both he the was, 2.0 guys were he, just a mess, an absolute mess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Magic Matt was yeah. Also, he's he's the one who took the skewers. Actually, was Matt. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Angelo was yeah. He he was really bad. Um, like as far as like bleeding. Um, you know, I've said this before on other platforms and maybe even here before. And you know, I I've always had a slight issue with the format of War Games, which you know basically the same format of Blood and Guts, which the there, I really think there should be an elimination aspect to the match, like in some way, shape, or form. Like whether it's you'd have to balance it somehow, where like you couldn't get situations where it's like three on one or four on one and stuff, because some one of the teams is going to have an advantage, so it's going to be easier to eliminate some people with like that advantage. Or even if it's elimination match, once everyone's in the match, though, because the only issue I have with with a match like War Games or Blood and Guts is like it feels like in an hour long match they're just like kind of killing a lot of time until everyone's in the match. And then it feels like the match really starts. And I get that's like the idea of it. Like, I don't, I, I understand logically, like you're doing this to really beat the hell out of your opponents. Like they're, they're trapped. If you're going, everyone's going to beat each other up badly. And then like the match is going to start and it's going to get even crazier once everyone's in there. But like you're in there to inflict pain and like, in the, it, it's like, blood and guts is like the final stop. Like you've done everything else, other match types it all culminates in blood and guts. And I get that. And I, but I think it'd be kind of cool, even if it was like elimination match, like once everyone was in there, because it just seems a little anticlimactic to me where like you have like this long match, everyone's just beat to hell. And then like one person taps out and the whole match is over. Like, I feel like everyone should have to get eliminated from one of the teams or something or like, I don't know. I just feel like there's something just a little something missing in like the, the logic of a match like this. Um, that said, I mean, I thought the match was great. Like, I, you know, I, I don't really don't have complaints. You know, I, I thought that everyone went out there and killed it. They all worked super hard. Um, and they, they did justice to the concept of blood and guts. Like when you're going to call something blood and guts, you're, you're expecting blood, you're expecting crazy violence. Guts. You're, you're not enough guts, guts not enough match. guts. Um, but yeah, just one of those things where like, you know, the, at the end of the match, I, I think it's cooler if like, you know, Cesaro or Claudio, you know, get, get to tap out and Kingston gets to tap out, both of them get eliminated. So then it's like, okay, now it's like five on three. And it's like, okay, it's clear at this point, like, uh, combat club's gonna win, but like they're gonna one by one just decimate everyone on the other team and get like a definitive, like, we beat you guys versus like, okay, one of our guys tapped out, everyone lost. Like, I just feel like it's a different, it just hits a little different if there's like elimination aspect, I think. But there, there's certainly, there's certainly a storytelling aspect that you can do with an elimination style match in, in Blood and Guts. People are saying like elimination chamber, elimination chamber would be different in that it's individuals. This is teams. You'd have pinfall submissions and stuff being broken up because there's the team storytelling uh, device that you would use in, in something like blood and guts or war games, whatever you want to call it when it comes to elimination, if, if it was booked as an elimination match, as opposed to hey, one guy does one thing, everybody loses one guy gets penned or one guy submits and everybody loses type of thing. So there is certainly a storytelling uh, device that you could use if it was elimination. Um, You know, maybe they go that route at, at some point. I don't know. I, I don't think it would have worked 
it's tough to do that because you want to protect people. And I think that's the biggest reason they don't, because like they right. probably didn't want like Jericho. The, the story here is like Jericho Kingston did not get his moment on Jericho. Right. And that's why right. it's going to continue. And you know, if Kingston pins Jericho or if it's a four on one and that's how they beat Jericho, you, you, you have to tell the story a different way with things right. and what is satisfying to the story. So I think it is something that they could do. Obviously, I don't know if they will ever do it. Um, I did like, you know, they, they climb, you mentioned a lot of sort of like laying around and building towards the final moment. That is something that just happens in these matches. When they get to the top of the cage, you got Jericho. Jericho's up there. Eddie's up there. You knew something was going to happen. Somebody was going to fall because Jericho is an idiot and Eddie Kingston is insane. And then you get the, the most idiotic, insane person of them all, Sammy Guevara, climbing up there it's like yeah one of these guys is gonna fall down it turned out to be sammy then claudio comes out there starts swinging jericho that was the most dangerous spot of the match for me i was like oh boy this could end very badly if uh if if something happens here i was way more concerned about this than the tax the glass the the rubbing alcohol and all of this stuff i was way more concerned about the swing at the top of the cage uh but sammy ends up taking the fall there but when they were at the top of the cage Everybody else is just like, okay, cool, lay around, nothing, nothing's happening. And this is what happened last year when MJF and Jericho got to the top of the cage. It's like, this is what you need to pay attention to in the ring. Everybody's just down selling. And I get it. It was a brutal, violent match. They should be selling. Um, but sometimes I can understand if people are like, hey, there's nothing else going on. Like, are they just all dead? And yes, the answer is they are all dead. And that is why the people at the top of the cage matter right now. And even then there was some like stalling at the top of the cage. I do think there were some timing issues uh, with, with this, with the match. Um, you could hear much like last year's blood and guts, when you could hear like MJF and Jericho talking to each other, you could hear Kingston and Jericho talking to each other at, at uh, when they were on top, like kind of communicating what needed to happen and stuff. I don't know if it's because like it's might just better up there. And so that stuff just comes through. But this is the second straight year where at the top of the cage, you can just kind of hear guys communicating plans and stuff. So hopefully they clean that up next year. And so it's not as obvious for, you know, stupid people like me who just hear and listen to that stuff. And I, I get it sometimes will take people out of the moment. And it took me a little bit out of the moment as well until Sammy fell. I was like, okay, I'm back in it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Sammy was just like fiending for a, a, a move or a moment like that, too. Like, you, you he's just willing to him. fall off high stuff. Exactly. He's just willing to fall, fall off high stuff. That's exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, good, good, great main event. Um, great show from start to finish. Um, yeah. Great to see Orange Cassidy uh, finally got Jane as his music. For people who might not understand, like, because, like, I, I know people like to fight on Twitter, especially over, like, theme music changes and stuff, which is funny to me. Um, just so y'all know, like, in case you didn't, Orange Cassidy's character is, like, based off of Paul Rudd's character from Wet Hot American Summer. And Jane is the theme song of that movie. And Orange Cassidy used to use that theme song on the indies. So, like, Tony's been working on getting this music for years. And it's really cool that they finally got it for him. Like, that, that's a buried. He buried Sean Ross Sapp yeah, at the, the press conference for leaking and spoiling and not giving fans the big surprise. This scoopster Sean Ross Sapp <laughs> ruining all these moments and surprises and big pops for the fans. Yeah. Damn you, Sean Ross Sapp. Damn you. 
it's funny that like he got mad about that, but it's like Sean's broken much bigger news than that. But um, but yeah, I, Sean sold out the United Center, right? Yeah, the, true, the, the, true. the CM Punk thing when he did that, he sold that out the United Center. That wasn't CM Punk. It wasn't mad at Sean so much. He was mad yeah. about like people just leaking the information at all. So right, you know, sloppy shop in AEW talking to all the <laughs> reporters out there. Well, and as I saw uh, TK uh, respond to Sean's tweet about it too last night, and he was like, well, "All right, well, it worked out, you know, like like things worked out all right." Um, but uh, but yeah, and also just I know we touched on it really briefly, but shout out to Orange Cassidy. Like I I, I think that his his match with Osprey was the best match of Forbidden Door, one of the best matches of the year. Um, if people out there have a problem with Orange Cassidy, like if you're not a fan of the gimmick or whatever, like I understand to a degree, but like that guy can really, really go. And I think he's still not getting the credit he deserves. And when you have matches like that against Osprey, and then I thought his match with, uh, with Ethan page was good last night too. I, but I feel bad for Ethan. Like he's losing a scoop slams. They're not giving him an action figure. He's like background to Scorpio sky and Dan Lambert, like kind of a tough spot for Ethan to be in. I, I he's a guy who I feel like it kind of deserves more as well, but, um, but yeah, shout out to orange Cassidy too. I wanted to throw that out there on the show. And shout out to the guy outside. Hopefully y'all don't hear that, but they're doing some sort of like pressure washing or, or landscaping outside my building. I think you're giving a shout out. Shout out to shout, the landscaping guy. Shout out guy. to the landscaping guy. Shout He's out outside to the my pressure window. Pressure washer guy. Yeah. You ever seen, uh, want... Ralphie, you ever seen Ralphie May, his stand up? He, he was on uh, I know who last he is, comic yeah. standing. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he's passed away, unfortunately. RIP Ralphie May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he has this bit. He's like, shout out to the fry guy going through the drive through. Fry guy. I guess he's busting on fries. Just giving shout outs yeah. to everybody through the drive through. Love <laughs> so, it. Like, um, uh, we're gonna tie in. Uh, we're gonna go to other spotlight because both of our yep. others kind of tie into to the AEW stuff. And you mentioned Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay at the end of this match. That's your Shibata comes out and he's ready to kick the shit out of Will Ospreay. And I can't wait for this match because one, I think Shibata owns and to see him back in the ring when it definitely seemed like he was never going to wrestle again uh, was. It is just great to see. Uh, he did the, the exhibition match against Zack Sabre Jr. And then he did the other match where he was supposed to be more of exhibition. He's like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm actually going to do a real match. If he is willing to go in there against Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. and typically, I'm sure there's a New, New Japan's call. Um, if he was willing to go in there against Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay ain't a guy that's just going to, you know, he does his shit. He can wrestle a little, the technical style and stuff, but he's going to go in there. He's going to try to, that, that hidden blade move, that's a move that he hits Shibata with that. There's going to be a lot of people like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. What, what is happening here? Um, so that's the match that they're setting up. And it certainly seems like they're trying to set up something there. Bless Shibata. He seems like he's all the way back if, if he's going to if he's gonna do this Will Ospreay match. But I popped big for Shibata. That was like my second favorite moment. Just like moment, moment of the night. My first was actually... Sting no selling the super kicks from Hell the young yeah. bucks Hell that yeah. ruled so much. Bless Sting, you like lean back and then like fires up afterwards. <laughs> Fucking Sting is the best. Starts the match by doing uh the the dive off the entrance ramp because sure why not he's staying and then yeah no sells the the super kicks team with Shingo and Darby Allen that that was great. But Shibata him coming out and now setting up Will Osprey. And if that's the match they're going to do, Shibata, it seems like he's back, back, 
because that's uh that ain't an easy night of the office going up against Will Ospreay. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like I, I'm a huge Shibata fan. Um over the last handful of years, especially, he's been like one of the biggest what ifs for me in wrestling. Like he's had a long career, but like he was really getting to that point of being like world title level guy in 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 new japan when he got his injury that's that's kept him out all this time and we've seen little little glimpses of his return recently but like i mean once his once like that like little uh like when his music starts it has like that like little like melody at the beginning and it's like that's a i've marked out huge i was like no way like i thought shibata was just gonna like show up on the stage or something and just get a like a big reaction and then he came out, like you said, like it looks pretty clear that they're setting up Shibata versus Osprey, which is legitimate dream match. Like that's going to be incredible. And Osprey in the ring is, I, there's a real case to be made for him being the best in ring worker in the world right now, in my opinion. Like he's way up there. He's at least in the conversation with guys like Kenny Omega and stuff. Like, I mean, he's way oh, up don't there. Let, don't let Kenny hear you say that. Shibata's yeah, going to teach heard- this man. Shibata is going to teach this man, Will Ospreay, how to work a match and tell a story mm-hmm. and not just do moves that no one remembers. That's what Shibata is going to do. Teach this man the, the storytelling, the art of professional wrestling, not spamming a bunch of flips. They, they have to be planting seeds for Osprey versus Omega based on that interview with Vashon. Like there's no, I, I, I think there was a lot of truth in what Omega was saying, but like, I don't know why he went, unless he just like, just kind of, kept digging a hole and like he didn't realize it at the time and he just got oh, he worse knows. and worse. But but it's he one knows of those what he's doing. Exactly. Like and uh anyway that but yeah Osprey, I think Osprey just on a just a whole other level right now than like most people. Um and yeah Shibata is one of my favorites ever in the history of New Japan. Like I I I can't wait for that. That's gonna be amazing. And and that's a good point too about the hidden blade. Like the the reaction of, of him hitting Shibata with that is gonna like It'll, it'll get some gasps out of the crowd, which just um, going for it. The tease yeah. of it, even if he doesn't hit it, because look, I'm not sure I'm take I'm taking that move in a fully healthy state. Uh, so, but just like the setup for it is going to get a bunch of gasps and reactions. So yeah, I, I look forward to that match. Assuming they set it up. Uh, Dolop says I was kind of, kind of shocked. People were so surprised by Shibata. Doesn't he run the LA dojo? Yeah. And there was actually a post, um, beforehand where like he put po- i don't remember who posted it but some one of the new japan guys like posted oh yeah shibata's here in in chicago tonight so i think people were kind of expecting that he would play some role i personally was not expecting that it was going to be like to confront will osprey i thought it might just be i don't know what i was expecting i thought it might just be like a little appearance or something but i didn't think it was going to be hey let me confront will osprey because yana was reportedly in chicago as well and he didn't appear which i think is a huge missed opportunity because yana's mm-hmm. the biggest star that they have mm-hmm. um i needed yano and orange cassidy just do it like a backstage interaction something needed it didn't happen so that was disappointing but yeah i didn't expect him to come out and confront will osprey to essentially set that up but I, it wasn't the biggest surprise that he was there after learning that he was in chicago well, then Orange Cassidy, like, put his shades on him and stuff and did, the, yes. you know, like, the little pose with him, which, you know, that's that was all good stuff. So, yeah, great to have Shibata back. I'm really looking forward to Shibata versus Ospreay. Um, and hopefully that opens the door to, like, Shibata versus Danielson and stuff, too. Like, we, we hopefully we get some big great. dream matches soon. So, um, so yeah, great stuff. Um, shout out Orange Cassidy once again, killing it. 
Shout out Shibata coming back. Shout out Osprey killing it in the ring. I mean, just great, great stuff. I love, I love that you just give shout outs to people. Shout out, Steven shout Jensen. out. Shout we out to all to these see this. If y'all happen to watch this, then you know, shout, shout out to everybody <laughs> here. <laughs> um, your your other spotlight this week also ties into Forbidden Door and FTR winning the IWGP Tag Team Titles. They defeated. The United Empire duo of Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn and Rapongi Vice in a winner-take-all match. The ROH tag team titles were also on the line. Yeah, FTR, they got the IWGP tag team titles now. I assume that means they'll be headed to Japan at some point to, to work a work or run. I don't know if they're going to be in World Tag League. I think they probably want to do it because that could really solidify their status as uh yeah, shout out to everyone grinding <laughs> legally and illegally. Um yeah, they, that could really solidify their status as as the best tag team. I think they, I mean, I know they think they're already there. I think a lot of people think they're already there. But FTR, IWGP tag team titles, I will say this. I thought it was a travesty. I thought Great Ocon should hold all the titles <laughs> in the world. I need more Great Ocon. I need all the Great Ocon in the world. Uh, him in Vegas was the best thing I've ever seen. Him going back to Japan and just hanging out with porn stars and being like, FTR stole my titles. This man is a television superstar, and I need more of him in my life, not less. So I was disappointed that FTR won. <laughs> so I I echo your sentiments about Great Ocon, and I thought he came off like a real star in that tag team match too. For a guy who hasn't had a lot of exposure to the U.S. audience, like he's... He rules. Yeah, he really does. He's got a great look. He's a little goofy, but like good in the ring. Like I, I, I like I, I like what he brings to the table a lot. Um, FGR winning the IWGP Tag Team Championships is awesome. Like good for them. And also, I thought it was interesting in the post-fight press conference when FGR was talking about how they're really on kind of the tail end of their career and like that we all really need to do that, that them as a team and the fans watching really need to like, um, like really need to appreciate what we're seeing right now because they're kind of viewing this as like some of their last big runs and, and the young bucks are in the same boat as well. Like, um, in the Young Bucks and the FTR, I think that's really where this is heading. Like a big winner take all with like all the titles on the line, determine who the best tag team in the world is. Um, but yeah, FTR, I mean, it's just awesome to see. And and Dax's injury like really got everybody, I think. Like, you know, uh, because clearly it was planned, or at least it ha- it, it was planned, right? I don't know if that's been confirmed. See, but- he said that you know it was a separated shoulder and he just got it popped back in and everything. But then of course they wrestled last night on right. Dynamite. I do think it was an injury spot. I you know Dax watched a, a Bret Hart match earlier and where uh you know Bret and O or the the Canadian Stampede I think is what a lot of people were referencing. Uh yeah he you know he watched one of those matches like oh this will be something cool to do. Yeah, and it worked out really well, though, because, like, the whole internet was, like, trying to figure out, you know, if Dax was all right and, like, how how Cash was going to get out of that match winning because everyone assumed that FTR was going to win the win the match and everything. So I thought, you know, it added a different element to it. The match was great. I thought it was smart that they pinned uh, Rocky Romero because, you know, Ocon and Cobb didn't take the pin and it still got the titles on FTR. Um, I know Rocky Romero had a huge, huge, huge hand in putting this whole show together. So he definitely deserves a lot of credit. Um, and then, yeah, he put over FTR in the match. Um, yeah, great stuff. I mean, very, very happy for, for FTR. 
getting this this championship belt and just adding to their collection and um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what they do because like i said i I think all signs are pointing towards a big ftr and young bucks unification now and the time is right i think like that that's in my opinion the two best tag teams in the world and for my money i'm still going young bucks like as my favorite but but you know once again if you're more of an ftr guy or girl or non-binary whatever like if you're an ftr fan i i understand it you know what i mean like i'm never going to argue that ftr isn't the best tag team in the world i just prefer the young bucks personally and i can't wait to see that match again um so yeah huge win for ftr just just draped in gold and it's really cool that i mean i'm sure that was a big bucket list goal for them to win those title belts at some point in their career and they got it done so very very cool I am very interested to see what FTR does with the IWGP tag team titles. And I hope they do go to Japan and defend them. And I hope it's not like, Hey, we're just going to be on new Japan strong, or I hope it's not just new Japan. People keep coming to, to AEW, which is fine. I don't have an issue with that, but I would like to see FTR go to Japan and see how that crowd reacts to them. Now that they're, they're upping the volume a little bit with the crowd. I, I, and I think they want to work, a new Japan show and work in front of the, the new Japan audience as well. So I look forward to whatever FTR is doing. They're, they're great. They're not as good in my opinion as the uh, young bucks. I think, I think the young bucks are better. I think the great Ocon is better. Tony Khan, <laughs> Nick Khan, only one con is great. And his name is O O con. That is the <laughs> best. Con. All right. Shout out crowd volume. <laughs> shout out to shout out FTR seven star yep. FTR. They watched WrestleMania 30 when Danielson got taken off the stretcher and then came back. They're like, let's let us let us replicate that spot uh in yeah. this match. It, That's how we gotta do it. Shout out uh shout out Will Washington, who uh was at the post-fight presser yeah. and FTR made sure to let him know that they are in fact the best tag team in the world. Because I think you said like one <laughs> of and they were like, Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Like he's like, Come on, we're right in front of you. You can't say yeah. we're the best right now yeah uh and they shout, they shouted really? out they shouted out grapsity themselves they did they did cool, yes so. uh will washington uh not only grapsity noon eastern here on youtube.com slash fightful but day after dynamite on fightful overbooked that'll be today at some point will just kind of does the show when he wants to now and i don't know it used to be four o'clock but ever since we moved our time to, to the morning will's just like ah, i have the whole afternoon free so i will do i'll do the show whenever i want i don't care when will does the show he's he's got free reign to do what he wants on overbooked but yes people can go to fightfuloverbook.com day after dynamite with will washington and he has a special guest reviewer every single week and then for about three minutes every week i make a cameo appearance and i will do that again this week and talk a little bit of hockey with will as well so shout out will washington shout out denise salcedo who has a interview with rocky romero dropping at noon eastern today so everyone can head over to her channel and and watch that with uh denise and rocky romero um shout out to wwe money in the bank that's on saturday this week steven jensen the men's money in the bank match uh this is my spotlight we have seth rollins sheamus drew mcintyre almost Sami Zayn, riddle in the match and maybe one more competitor to be added we shall see um who do you who do you favor winning the men's money in the bank match jensen Okay, so real quick, we were talking about the shout-outs to Denise and stuff. Uh, me and Denise usually do the Impact post-shows. There will not be an Impact post-show for against All Odds tomorrow, just so you all know. 
Um, Denise is going to be in Vegas, and there's also the SmackDown and Rampage post show. So it just didn't make sense to do that. But there is impact this weekend, everybody. If they're doing a Friday show, it's in Atlanta. I probably won't go, but it's in it because I have to work my shoe job. But it's in Atlanta. Um, and then there's tapings again on Saturday. So shout out to Impact Wrestling. We'll give you a bunch of shout outs today. They, they got a show this weekend. Um, Money in the Bank on Saturday. They're running up against uh, UFC 276. I'll be dual screening, um, but you know I'll be paying probably a lot more attention to the UFC, if I'm being honest, depending on what's going on. But that said, um, Money in the Bank, ladder match. I feel like it's either going to be Seth Rollins or Riddle. I'm assuming the TBD will probably be like Kevin Owens or someone like that. I really don't know. I don't know how deep he's yeah, in like the whole Elias thing. Owens was supposed to face Elias on Monday in a Money in the Bank qualifying match, and then he didn't. Owens wasn't in, in Texas, according to him. He just didn't feel like going to Texas, which, fair. Um, so maybe they do something on SmackDown to give uh, to give Owens or somebody else that, that extra spot. But we, we shall see on that. We don't know just yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm assuming, I'm, a, I, I mean, Rollins probably makes the most sense. They've got big injuries at the top of their card. Roman's not always there. Cody's hurt. Like Charlotte's hurt. Like there's, they're in a spot where like Rollins really probably makes the most sense. And Rollins loses. So I mean, because I only watched the pay per views this year, so I've only seen Rollins lose. Like every time I watch him wrestle for like months now, it's like he just always loses. And if they want to keep him in that like main event level type spot like he needs a big win and i could see them doing money in the bank to have him have something big and he, he did a great job with the money in the bank years ago leading to him winning the world title at wrestlemania 31 and everything i personally i think riddle would probably be the most interesting because like he really showed out in that match against roman recently i thought that was great and you can tell there's probably something they want to do with him with orton being injured but i think probably the and, and i mean the coolest thing would be if Omos won by not climbing the ladder. Like he's so tall, he just like grabs it. Um, get a little but, step ladder. Just, yeah, just one rung up. Just just get on the step ladder and reach up. All right, it's mine now. I think, I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I, he's gonna be a fish out of water in a match like this. It's gonna be interesting to see. But um, but I, yeah, I'm gonna go Rollins. What about you? I think Rollins wins it. I think it's the best story they can tell of Rollins having that briefcase and like taunting Roman with it. I, I know Joel Pearl is a big fan of Rollins cashing in at SummerSlam and recreating that the, the WrestleMania moment for WrestleMania 31. The the problem with that is it's a last man standing match. So I don't know how they quite pull that off unless they just look at stuff to be it could be a last man standing match and Rollins can pin a guy and then sure they, they he right. wins the title. They can do it a, a variety of different ways. Um wins by DQ I, last man standing. Yes, they'll, they'll fucking do that. They 100% will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Rollins makes the most sense from a storytelling aspect. Drew, like he's going to get his shot at the, the UK show in September. He doesn't really need money in the bank to get that. It could be he wins it and he's just like, I'm cashing in UK, September, calling my shot right now. Sheamus, eh. Omos, I it could be fine with, with Omos. I, I think MVP having that briefcase and holding that, uh, cutting promos with like, look at my man Omos, like who's stopping this guy? He's gonna cash this in, win the title, and never lose again. Think that'd be great. Sami Zayn would be fantastic with it. Anything Sami Zayn does is awesome. Riddle, I'm I'm not super high on as, as having the briefcase, and if it is Kevin Owens, kind of in the same boat as Sami Zayn, where whatever he does, it's going to be great, and it'll make it 
uh, they'll make it exceptional television. But I think from a story perspective, Rollins does make the most sense here. Here's my actual prediction though. Cody Rhodes is fucking coming back and winning this. No thing. way. I, he's gonna, I swear, I swear on everything. They Dole Whip says this. I, I promise I did not see your comment uh, before I said this. Dole, he's coming back. He, he was on Raw and he's like, you know, I, I might be there. He's kind of like hinting that he's gonna be there. He has this unfinished business for some reason. He, for some reason with Seth Rollins, even though he's beaten him three times, he still has some. Cody's gonna come back. And he's just going to win this thing. He doesn't need to wrestle. He can still have his arm in a sling and everything. Just going to climb up there, get the briefcase. It'll be fine. He can just hold it. He can just hold the thing. Okay. He doesn't need, he's got a year to cash it in. There's no rush. There's absolutely no rush to cash it in. He can just have it and he can do his little updates from his home, from his nightmare bar and everything. Just remind people that he's got this and he can call his shot. And then when he does come back, he's like, I'm cashed in, WrestleMania, whatever it might be. Cody Rose is going to win this thing, okay? Seth, they're going to recreate the Brock Ali moment. Seth is going to be up there. He's about to win it. Lights go down. There's wrestling has more than one royal family adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, start the show. It's Cody Rhodes. And Seth is going to be frozen. He's going to get the shock face like, like that. And then here comes Cody strolling down, taking the money in the bank briefcase. Cody Rhodes, money in the bank winner, everybody. Mark it down. I mean, that's obviously my optimal situation. Like, that's preferable, (laughs) all all that happening. The only fear I have for something like that is, like, I know Brock was a heel at the time, but people really, really didn't like the way that Brock came out. Like, he wasn't even in the match and then just walked out and just... Love it when Cody does it. I hope so. They're gonna love it. Shout out Adrenaline. Thank you, Grant. Shout out Um, Adrenaline. I think he had a super chat earlier too. He did. He gave, um, he gave a shout out. He gave a shout out to Lambs. Uh, oh, okay. Lambs. I, I've I may have found Lambs. All right, stay tuned. There you um, go. So, <laughs> I mean, I hope it's Cody, and I hope he wins. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely good with that scenario. Absolutely. I mean, so of the people we know are going to be the match, I'll go with Rollins. But like, if Cody's a part of this, then I, it goes without saying, my choice becomes Cody Rhodes. So. <laughs> Uh, your WWE this week is John Cena bringing AEW and WWE together with uh, the, the video message. Chris Jericho, Paul White, formerly The Big Show, and Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson, have sent in videos on Monday. And hey, everybody gets along. Forbidden Door, John Cena, my guy. John got the, got the wristband here, the, the John Cena wristband. Nice. John Cena bringing bringing the wrestling world together as only John Cena can do. Yes, I've got about a little under ten minutes before I got to do the shoot job, so we're gonna have to go a little quicker on some of these. But actually, the timing kind of works out great because there's not a lot to say about this, and then we got a couple indie spotlights. But yes, it was cool to see. I mean, like the the word is apparently that WWE reached out directly to Tony Khan and asked if they could have a few of their guys to to have these messages for Cena. It's refreshing to see. I mean, I know that we've seen Jericho on the broken skull podcast. And so there's some sort of working relationship there with a guy like Jericho that has, you know, really good relationship with Vince. Um, But to see like Danielson, I thought was pretty cool. Cause you know, but, but once again, in big show, like these are all guys who left WWE on like really good terms. And the split seemed kind of mutual. Like 
in most cases. I mean, I know that they would have liked to keep uh, Danielson, especially, I'm sure. Um, but like they, and, and I'm sure they wanted to keep Jericho and Big Show as well. But like Danielson would like just main event at WrestleMania and stuff. And I think that, uh, but he was so respectful about the way he left and like not doing the yes chance and stuff. And so he really wanted to, like to have like a good split from the WWE and, and keep and not burn that bridge. And clearly the bridge, the bridge isn't burned if, you know, he's, they're, they're letting him do uh, video messages to Cena and same for Big Show and Jericho. I think, I think it's cool. And it, and it's, it, it makes it hopeful and, and promising of like, maybe one of these days WWE does get in on this forbidden door stuff to some degree. Like maybe they are willing to work a little bit with these other companies. Um, I think it'd be a great idea for them for a lot of reasons, like to, to start getting involved with some of this other stuff going on in the world of wrestling. They're really on an Island by themselves. Everyone else is really working together now and making wrestling just so much fun for the fans. And WWE is missing out on, on a lot of big opportunities, I think for the wrestling fans right now. But um but yeah, I, I just thought I thought it was cool. It it it, it was it, it gives me hope that there could be cool stuff maybe in the future between Absolutely WWE and. Not. I, 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 not. I, I, this is know. about you, as far. Go ahead. But I'm just saying, like even years ago, like I always think about how yeah, I know Triple H has lost a lot of his power and like things are different than they were years back. But like Triple H brought in Jushin Thunder Liger to wrestle NXT against Tyler Breeze, like while Liger was under New Japan contract. Like, I feel like there's always been a want from certain people in, in those positions to do stuff with other companies. It's just Vince probably puts the kibosh on a lot of the really cool stuff that they can do. But it just shows me that there's some sort of willingness to have involvement. Now, granted, they didn't even put like former WWE superstar, like current AEW star or anything like under their names. It was just like Brian or Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho and Big Show. Like they didn't have any like tag under their name about like where they were, or who they were, but it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool to see. This is about as far as this, any type of working relationship is going to go. Sure. Send in your little video messages and AJ can send in his video to impact and that type of thing. That's about it. That that's as far Jericho can appear on a Peacock Network show. We'll semi-promote it as as far as they're going. You're not going to see AEW guys popping up in WWE unless they're under contract or anything like that. It was cool. It was nice to see, but it's like when uh, the unfortunate passing of, of Brody Lee and AEW is like retweeting WWE accounts and stuff. It should just be normal for for yeah. little things like this to happen it should just be normal john cena chris jericho big show they all have ties to um to, to john cena uh, sorry brian danielson they all have ties to john cena they were all part of his history his legacy in some way it should not be a big deal that hey they want to send in a video message it should just be normal and yeah. i'm glad i'm glad it happened i don't see it going any further than that uh indie spotlight mine is taya valkyrie winning the xpw women's championship for those that don't know xpw does exist it yes. still is a thing that happens uh she won she won a ladder match uh it was a little mini tournament diana perrazzo was in it steph the De- lander uh the former persia parade uh was in it as well it was a ladder match the finish saw camille um she was climbing the lights went out they did that whole gimmick and then she got taken out and taya valkyrie ended up winning i want to spotlight it because 
seeing Camille in this environment was different. I'm used to just seeing her in the NWA environment. Here she was working like essentially hardcore matches and things like that. And Ty Valkyrie, she's on a great indie run right now. A great indie run in belt collecting. So if you have not seen this show, XPW is back. Uh, people can go. People can go watch it. But I thought it was a fine little tournament that they did to crown the the women's champion. And I'm really just shout out to Taya Valkyrie for winning more championship gold on the independence. And it's crazy that she was not seen as a bigger deal uh, in, in the NXT universe. Yeah, very true. Um... Yeah, she's really killed it since leaving WWE, and she she's somebody that I feel like didn't even need NXT for any reason. Like, she was TV-ready. She had plenty of TV experience. Like, she could have been right on to Raw or SmackDown, and she could have easily fit in with the top women on either of those brands. Um, but, yeah, she's really proving her value again outside of WWE. Um, she's killing it. And, yeah, it is wild. Most people don't even realize SPW uh, exists again. But, um yeah. But yeah, good for Taya. I'm 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 happy for. Her. I don't have a whole lot more I can add to that, but I will say, um, you know, just keep an eye out for everything she's doing uh, across the indies and in Impact Wrestling and stuff. Like she's she's doing great stuff everywhere she's at. Your indie spotlight, Jensen, is Isaiah Broner destroying Kevin Koo on the the sub show. And I watched this, but I saw Broner take on Eddie Kingston. Uh, I believe he's also wrestled uh, Suzuki at AIW. Um, he's He has a presence about him and, and could be a very big star. When he just squashed Kevin Koo, the crowd silenced, the way they just go, like they're stunned and they're just, it's a deafening silence. He's got big potential. This was a this was a big victory for him. And it sounds like he's squashing, I don't watch as much sub stuff as you do, but it sounds like he's squashing a bunch of people on the show and they're really building him out to be this killer. Yeah. So they, they've done a really cool job of like pairing him with AC Mac is kind of like AC Mac's like bodyguard more or less, but it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's promising. Like, cause we talked about Broner a little bit with John Thorne when we interviewed him from AIW. And I always say that, that Broner is just like super believable, super credible. Like he looks like a guy who can kick ass. He's got a great presence about himself. And I love his pairing with AC Mack. And the reason that I, I wanted to spotlight this match with Kevin Koo is because Koo is, for people who don't know, he's pretty much the guy at this point. Either there's a team that runs Southern Underground Pro, but like he's kind of the main guy I think of as far as like the glue of keeping that company together. And so he's really important to that brand. And he's also currently the action wrestling champion. And this was an on-title match, but like for Broner to just like squash Kevin Koo like that inside the basement East, which is like sacred ground. I mean, they, they call it the church for sub basically like it's going to church on Sundays when you're going to sub shows. So like for Kevin Koo to get beat like that really in his own building, it just shows a real vote of confidence for Isaiah Broner and his future. I think they're really building him. And uh, the more that he can get built in the Southeast, the better it'll be for when he's booked elsewhere outside, you know, all over the country and stuff. Like I, uh, so Broner's definitely a guy that I think y'all should keep your eye out for. And Kevin Koo means a ton for the the Southeast scene, especially. I mean, he's really all over the place now with, you know, he'd been with MLW and Bounces Forever is probably the best indie tag team going right now. Him and uh, Garini, who had a great match with Alec Price in the main event, by the way, of the same show. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, to spotlight Isaiah Broner because that was nobody saw that coming. Like he just came out and completely squashed Koo in like 
three, it was like three minutes or something. It was super fast and just, just destroyed him. So definitely keep an eye out for Isaiah Broner um, on the indie scene right now. If you haven't already been paying attention, very bright future ahead for that guy. I agree. He, again, he has a presence about him. That match he did with, uh, at Kingston at the AIW show I went at, or went to was, was excellent. Uh, Jensen, I know you got to run, so go ahead and throw your uh, plugs in there. Yes. It was good to be back. Good to see everyone in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Um, I hope y'all enjoy this interview that you're about to hear with myself, Jeremy and Romeo. Um, Romeo's a great dude. Uh, It was great to have him on the show. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. The next thing I got going on will be this, uh, Sunday, I'll be doing the fightful select weekender podcast. Um, so check that out over on fightfulselect.com. That's every Sunday covering the Indies and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, enjoy money in the bank this Saturday. Enjoy UFC. If you're going to be watching Mm -hmm. it as well, um, enjoy impact wrestling tomorrow night. Uh, if you're in Atlanta, you might want to go to the, the shows on Friday and Saturday, um, but yeah, I, and I've got stuff going on later this month too. I'll be at Terminus live. I'll be at battle slam. I got jury duty. I got a lot of weird stuff going or just a lot of stuff going on. I should say this, this month. So, um, yeah, follow me on Twitter. If I talk underscore, I'll keep all my stuff updated there and tune in every Tuesday to the RVD Tito for life, YouTube channel, myself and Doug do a show called live rounds, 10, 10 PM Eastern every single Tuesday. And this upcoming Tuesday, SP three is going to be joining us on there as well. Um, and I'll be joining them on true Hill heat the following Saturday. So, um so anyway thank you very much for joining i hope you enjoy this interview good to see you jeremy and uh i gotta go clocking for the shoot job the shoot job glad you're feeling better buddy sp3 the forbidden door of new media is just everywhere nowadays um all right guys we're gonna throw to our creator spotlight uh we romeo from the true heel network uh hope you guys enjoy this getting talked to talked a lot about jensen brought up that he his past gaming life which which yes. stunned me romeo talked <laughs> about his time in the air force and you know uh everything creating with the the true hill network so here we go we're gonna go to romeo welcome back to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight down below myself and steven jensen a face you've seen on fightful overbooked a face you've seen on our nba draft podcast Last week, our draft watched along a face you've seen on the True Heel Heat Network. Romeo, Romeo, how you doing, buddy? What is up, Jeremy, Steven? Thank you for having me here on the spotlight. Really appreciate it. Doing good, doing good. As uh, we are just a couple of days away, speaking of uh, NBA, uh, Knicks free agency. <laughs> it is coming. It do you want to start? Do you want to start with that? I mean, we were joking about it. Uh, <laughs> off air and usually we'll get into your uh your journey through the the wrestling media and the wrestling content creation landscape but but let's start there they're gonna pay jalen brunson a hundred million dollars you can't actually feel good about this i am the optimist i mean if you look at some of these salaries the 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 the, the guys that are making you know 20 million a year 25 million a year uh, jalen brunson is is better than some of that talent like mike conley is making that kind of money yeah, he's better than that. True, true. He is, but man, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle—that's a, it's a solid, solid seventh seed right there. That's a nice, that's a nice. I want to trade three for... days for Milwaukee. <laughs> I want to trade for Dejounte Murray. I hear they're looking for three first oh. rounders, which the Knicks just happen to have. That that would be the deal because it looks like the Hawks might get him by the time this airs. The Hawks might have him, but that would be the deal to get Murray over Jalen Brunson. 
Murray's nice. wearing a Hawks hat right now. Actually, I can't go. add. To, I can't add. I can't add to the <laughs> NBA conversation. But I have a friend. Who, I have a. I have two really good friends. One that works with the Hawks. The other works with the Pelicans. So I just get like random merch every now and then. You got this nice little uh, Atlanta Hawks hat on. So that's that, that's pretty much all I can contribute to the NBA talk, unfortunately. But. Uh, let's get into it. Romeo, tell everybody kind of what you do in, in wrestling content creation right now for those that don't know. All right, I'm over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. I am sort of the a Swiss Army knife there. I can do everything. I do the I do editing. I do hosting. Uh, I do graphics. I do memes. I'm really really good at that. That's one of my special talents. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, kind of a, a creative force over there, and uh, everything we do over there. How'd you yeah. get started with the, the the True Heel guys and and that jerk SP3? <laughs> my brother <laughs> well sp3 uh our friendship came from uh just seeing each other in facebook wrestling groups and um that eventually led to uh seeing each other in person watch you know viewing parties uh watching wrestling going to shows and uh our friendship just grew from there and you know we became tight became a clicks if you will and uh during the around the pandemic when that started uh they were looking to expand their channel do more things do more reviews have more people have more personalities and uh i always thought i was a reporter of sorts always reporting news wrestling news and he wanted to take that and make it a gimmick into a a show on the channel and that's how it happened and then i just you know from there i just started taking on more and more uh things to do on the channel uh, and here we are today i remember sp3 telling us didn't y'all event like at, at first you were like rivals right like one of y'all was into roman reigns and the other wasn't or something <laughs> yeah uh yeah i was not a roman reigns fan <laughs> i was not a roman reigns fan along with a lot of other people i was not a, a and he had this ridiculous song that he yes. sang to the <laughs> to the beat of roman's theme that just very groan inducing to me but it was can you funny. sing it, it can you funny. sing the song will you sing the song for us i could sing it now i can sing it now because uh roman has grown um <laughs> roman 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 the big dog roman 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 he's so strong i forgot the rest of the lyrics but you got the gist of it there nice hey okay so you also mentioned <laughs> you, you you also mentioned um wanting to be kind of like a news guy for for wrestling like like reporting the news on wrestling i find it fascinating that you know keemstar from like playing video games back in the day um can you talk a little bit about that i just think that's so that's such a random connection to have but like <laughs> I saw him doing um, a watch along with y'all, or maybe it was a, a reviewer. So he, he popped in yeah. for something y'all did not too he long ago. For the WrestleMania, yeah, that's right, WrestleMania. That, uh, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Yep, that's right, that's right. So, um, and I and I hit you up, and I was like, "That's so random." You know, Keemstar, and I just thought that was fascinating random. that you know each other. It is random. Well, we go back a long, long ways. Um, playing video games in the heyday of Halo Three. Um, there was a group out there, a group of YouTubers, a group of gamers called the Federation. I remember of this. Asshole gamers. gamers. Yep. I remember this. 
and you know what that spelled. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. It was a, different it was a very time. different time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, myself and Keemstar were, were two of the four. It's incredible. That's such a small world. That's the most small world thing I think I've ever heard on the show. The That's glory so days of Halo 3. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. That went into Call of Duty, everything. It's just, we'd make YouTube videos, you know, we'd have fun. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's almost kind of similar to what I'm doing now. It's just like, you know, find a group you, you fit into, you have fun, and you just, you're not taking things seriously, really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you guys can fly. Yeah, it is random. And then I and then I went away. Not anymore. No, you definitely can't do that anymore. No, 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 no. Different, different days, different days. That was like because you're talking like you're talking like pre 2010, probably. Absolutely. Like what is that? This was a long time ago. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Video gaming, man. That's where that's where where it all started. Halo Three. Good times. And so you have you always still... been interested in, in like broadcasting yourself? Like, cause like even back then, like broadcast, we we're always interested in broadcast broadcasting yourself. Like, does that come from the gaming world? Like seeing people like doing like the let's plays and the uploading like gameplay footage back then. Yeah. But you know, I never, I never put myself like uh video on camera. I never did that. I, I, I was, I was the, uh, the the robot voice of the group. I don't I don't know if anyone's familiar with that or, or know uh, wh who were all the members of that, but uh, I just used like a fake robot voice to uh, troll other gamers. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Whereas now, now you see who I am. Bam! There's nothing to hide anymore. So, but yeah, that's kind of how I started. That's how I started like doing a lot of editing, putting things together. That's where I got my start. Just kind of teaching myself, learning on the fly, and yeah. So what made you decide to want to get on camera? Because I was very hesitant about doing like on camera stuff as well. I did a bunch of podcasts, but it was just audio form. I never wanted to do video until I kind of started up with Fightful. And now I'm on video like daily. So what kind of started you're like, okay, I'll actually show my face and, and be me on camera. Uh, it's, it's been years since then. And, you know, I was, I was, I was never shy. I just um, didn't, do the video like on screen to the video games yet that sort of like became more and more thing after the fact after i had already left because i i stopped doing that i went to the air force i went to go get you know real life um situated so i had to take a step back from all the gaming i would have eventually yeah showed myself on screen but but i didn't have a problem with that like i've always had a dynamic personality to say the least i am not shy and being front of a camera when you spend a lot of time in front of cameras, like I feel like you do watch alongs for everything. Like you're always <laughs> doing watch along, and and that's like MMA also. Like you're doing like UFC watch alongs, you're doing all the pro wrestling watch alongs. There's some days where I feel like you might start at like 6 p.m. or something, and then like I'll see that you're you you've done a whole watch along for a show, and then it'll go into like a New Japan watch along like overnight. And do you have like a like? There was show. one like, day yeah, yeah. during the WrestleMania weekend where I started at 1 p.m. Eastern, and that went nonstop through the New Japan. Um, no, it was it was a late GCW show? So I, will, I, I was on went all the way that, to right? 5 a.m. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, was the like Spring Break show hours. went until like 5 a.m. Oh my clusterfuck show! That clusterfuck <laughs> so would never end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing just. 
I remember staying up late for that because I had to write about Denise hitting Sean in the penis. And <laughs> I, yeah, it was like 4 a.m. And I'm just like, can we, can we hurry along and do this spot so I can go to sleep? Finally, WrestleMania week. If you're doing what, and I know you guys did a ton of watch alongs during that. Like if you're watching every single one of those shows and like staying away for it, that is, that, that is a testament to just everything because it is not easy to just go through and watch all of these shows and be like on. Cause you have to be on during these watch alongs as well. You can't just like sit there and just like, oh, okay, you've got to like fill air and fill content because people are counting on you to like enjoy the experience with you. Not just, Hey, let me watch this guy, watch the show. Definitely. And you know, I've grown to prefer this way of watching everything. Like I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun watching with others uh, we've built a nice community in the in the YouTube chat. Everyone's nice. They get along. Uh, we crack jokes. We uh, have fun. We laugh. And and it's really, really, really helpful during some of these, you know, WWE shows where I found if I try to go back and, like, watch it after a fact, like, let's just say, like, a random Raw, it's like I, I can't listen to that commentary, just, like, that corporate speak for three hours nonstop talking. It's just it, – it's it, – bothers me i don't know how i can ever go back I, I have way more fun uh going through those three hours now with the watch alongs and watching with everyone else it's like it, it's almost become like the new way to like watch things like the mannings have made that popular with the manning cast to the the football games where they have the you know, alternate commentary where everything is not so serious and it's sort of like you're just watching with your buddies you're watching with your friends you know you're having a few cold ones and it's not all serious and at corporate and that's that's the way i prefer to uh watch and enjoy these things you know not 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 uh not taking it so seriously who is your favorite wrestler ever i'm just curious charlotte flair is that a serious answer because i love that answer if that's legitimate it is. i'm a big charlotte fan fan yeah okay i'd say second will be Shawn michaels okay but charlotte flair yeah that's a hey why I, is it I love her story. I okay. love her story. Like, like the whole thing where the brother, um, you know, he didn't get to fulfill his dream. She took his dream and made it hers, and she's fulfilled it. And she's done even more than that. Like, she's becoming one of the greatest of all time. So, and and and, and a lot of it also has to do with all the hatred she got. Like, she gets <laughs> online. Like that that draws me even more more to. I I love you know cheering for for the for the person that. Most other people don't cheer for, except when it came to Roman Reigns for some reason. <laughs> and John Cena. Oh, okay. you can't like Charlotte Flair and then dislike John Cena and Roman Reigns. The Charlotte Flair thing is so contrived. I think I the Charlotte Flair hatred is a, is a little, uh, it's, a, it's a little meaner than it than it was for those. Oh, two. it hundred percent. Yeah, it attacks her. You know, her looks and everything like yes. that. Yes, it's like. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And I people people know I will hashtag bow down. Uh, like I have no issues with Charlotte <laughs> Flair. I wish they would book her better. A hundred percent. I like that your answer is it's not completely. I just want to be a contrarian. There is like I like her story, how she took her brother's dream and everything. Yeah. There's actual you know reason behind your answer other than like me. I just want to be a contrarian and just go against. And it helps that she wins a lot. 
it does help that she wins. Yeah. It's always good to just, you know, when you're she wins fan, a you're, you're championship, still losing, I swear. So. When she wins a championship, it feels like my birthday. Oh my god, it's like it's like Christmas morning when she wins another a title and adds to her uh, her uh, account. It's just it's a, there's a lot of tears online that I just collect, and it's it's very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable feeling. Everybody needs to feel like like SB3. He's a big Thunder Rosa fan. He went crazy when Thunder Rosa won that uh, AEW Women's Championship, and I was like, now you know how I feel. You know, thirteen plus times. Uh, it, it Every fan. month, seemingly. <laughs> Hopefully, very soon again. Hopefully. I mean, I expect her back soon, and I expect her right back, at least by SummerSlam, to be right back in the, the mix for that women's title. Uh, how'd you get into wrestling, Romeo? Um, Mostly almost like everyone else. I think the first thing I remember is WrestleMania. Uh, what was that WrestleMania in Las Vegas? Nine? Yes, yeah. The Caesars Palace? Yeah. Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my first memories. I think it was my birthday too, and we were just all gathered around. Uh, WrestleMania usually falls around my birthday, so yeah, that was my first early memory. And then I sort of just sporadically got into the Monday Night War. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were my favorites, and, and yeah, I, I watched a lot of WWE. I, I, I did not watch much WCW at all, so. Um, when we do, when we go back and watch True Rewind, we got that show on Fightful Overbooked, uh, where we watch the Monday Night War. It's really me experiencing WCW all for the first time. So, very cool. I love WCW. I, I hope you're enjoying it. You know, it's kind of. It, I'm sure it's different watching some of this stuff. I mean, because like when I got into WCW, I was into like the Dungeon of Doom and like the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan and stuff. Stuff that nowadays like hasn't aged so great like it's kind of it's really like goofy now you know but that's the best stuff that that's yeah I, I i loved it you know i really did so i hope you're enjoying uh enjoying watching uh yeah like right now, now we're in 1996 so far uh sting has been my favorite part of wcw for the time we've been doing this uh the nwo is just starting up and uh before that before that started up hulk hogan was one of the worst things of wcw so <laughs> Hopefully, uh, <laughs> this is going to be, you know, all new to me watching the NWO run. Like, I didn't watch it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be awesome. I hope, yeah, I think you're going to really, really like the NWO stuff. Um, yeah, dude, like, so I, I don't even, now I'm, like, hung up on WCW. Because, like, <laughs> I just want to talk to you about that, like, because I was such a big fan, but. I guess you you went through. You said your your birthday is like right around WrestleMania. Were you like one of those kids that always had like the WrestleMania themed like birthday every year? Like, do you, do you all get your friends together for like? Because <laughs> we 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 had friends like that growing up that like they they have like a pay per view around their birthday every year, and we would go try to watch it together like as like a group. No, I just knew that I was always going to get my birthday gift, which was to watch WrestleMania. I was like, oh, there you can go. Can we go to WrestleMania? Bam! There you go. It's ordered. That was that was always that was always a thing that was guaranteed to get. So that was the fun parts. Mine was fall brawl. We always had people for over for fall brawl because it would fall around my birthday, and so I'd have a fall brawl uh, birthday party with everything. Was that ever a lull for you in, in wrestling, Romeo? Because I feel like I mean, I, this is the case with me when we were all about the same age. Like when we get into it in our younger years, and then in like the two thousands, mid two thousands 
we just all take a break because we we're getting older. We're going to college and stuff. Like, was there ever a lull for you that you just kind of got out of it for a little bit? It might have been the time I was in. I was in Guam for two years in, in the Air Force, and because I mean, of the do it. just a terrible time difference, it was just hard to catch things, and I didn't have you know DVR and all that. So, yeah, so. F- from 2011 to 2013, probably, yeah. That stuff would be pretty vague to me. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that would definitely yeah. do it, having to, to go overseas. Uh, do you want to talk about your experience overseas? I mean, I know we're here talking about wrestling, but SP3 would tell us about how he was a hotel manager before getting getting into all of this. So if you, if you want, I'd love to hear about your experience being, being I think you said Air Force, uh, and being overseas and everything. The Air Force was a lot of fun, mostly because I got stationed in two places everybody wants to be. I was in Guam and I was in Florida. I got treated very well. Most people (laughs) don't get those assignments back to back. So I was lucked out and I'm thankful for that. I had a blast. I met some of the best friends that are friends for a lifetime. The camaraderie is absolutely the best parts of uh, my military experience. Um, I was a mechanic of sorts i uh, worked on ground equipment all the stuff that uh um the uh the, the planes use when they're on the ground waiting to fly off you know generators lights uh air compressors nitrogen carts stuff like that i had to work on that in the shop and so i got semi-decent with my hands doing all that during my entire time and then you left all that to return to the glamorous world of professional wrestling. Media. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. <laughs> Do you have like outside ventures uh, outside of, of wrestling, or is this a like a full time thing for you? True Hill Heat takes up most of my time. That is my my passion now. I want to see it. I want to see this baby keep growing. What's uh? What's some of your like uh? kind of short-term goals i guess or long-term goals with like like everything that you're doing well we want to keep building that subscriber count which we have a ton since we've started we're up to uh 2500 subscribers um just like seeing that grow you know i've, I've been able to deal with youtube channels before so i know the struggle uh back when i was making um those videos from back in the day, you know, I, I got up to 40,000 subscribers. So I know it's possible. I know I can do it. And that was at a time when like 40,000 subscribers is like having 400,000 yeah. subscribers now. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I want to keep seeing it grow. Uh, the more people we get on this, uh, this journey, the better, you know, we got a Patreon too. We got people that support us like that. I want to keep seeing that grow. Uh, we got a Twitch channel now. Uh, we're gonna start paying more attention to that. We're gonna grow that. All kinds of goals. I mean, be, being on Twitch, have you guys thought about? And now I'm learning that you are a gamer in another life. Have you thought about doing gaming on the Twitch channel now? Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> we just started uh, recently. Chris G's got it. You know, I'm telling you guys this. Uh, they don't even know. They don't even know what I just told you guys. You guys, you guys just <laughs> scooped them. <laughs> Jensen does his research. Jensen does his research on this stuff. He knows he knows all about this stuff. He's always well prepared when it comes to whether no matter whether the guest is content creator or or independent wrestler. He just he knows all this shit. 
The crazy thing, Jeremy, is I do zero research. It's just like I'm such. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, I, no, no. Well, no, it's because I, it's because no, I'm I'm a, just a really big fan of like of these like worlds that we're talking about. Like I've spent, I, I mean, legitimately, I spend my entire day watching Twitch while I'm working. Like for like the eight hours I'm working my shoot job, I have Twitch on in the background the entire time. Like I'm I'm very That's... tuned into that that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's research, though, Jensen. I'm trying to put you sure, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that is research that you know that rub. Romeo. Yes, exactly. You know that Romeo used to work with this person in in a past content creation life, and that now it's all tied together here and the, the small world stuff. So, look, I, I look forward to when you guys start doing some some uh, video game stuff. We'll have to clash and play some play some wrestling games, or I'm not good all at right. Halo. And we're not playing any type of Halo game because I'll get embarrassed. Well, hey, what's what's betray you? Shoot you in the back. What's your favorite video game of all time, Romeo? It has to be Halo Three. All Halo the 3. memories I had playing that game, my God, it can't. Yeah, nothing's stopping that. Um, but other stuff, other stuff that aren't shooters, I'd say Red Dead Redemption Two is one of the best. Uh, I also I used to play a lot of RPGs. I love Final Fantasy VII. Uh, if I go way back, you know, yeah, I like games with a good story. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much the the same way. Yeah. What about wrestling? What are some of your favorite wrestling games? Who? Oh man, I did see that review you did. What, what was the what was it was it uh, no mercy no mercy is the worst trolling so yeah. much with that yeah. review it's like the i best just remember those ever. kind of games like those were like the best like it was just so simple game. easy yeah. to learn it's like those were fun those were fun i'm hoping this uh aw game is uh is really good fight forever I have Fingers really high hopes. Yeah, yeah, really high hopes. And Cody's still Fingers. in it, which I'm really happy That's about. That's crazy. Yes, awesome. Uh, we're going to be Cody. playing that so much. Same. Yeah, oh, I'll def- definitely hit me up when y'all are uh, gaming that. Like, I'm going to... And I've, I've been out of the loop on a lot of the wrestling games. I've, I've tried to hold myself over with, like, Wrestling Empire and, like, Retromania and, like, those kind of things over the last, like, couple of years. And I haven't gotten any of the new WWE games in, in a handful of years. And I'm really... Apparently the last one was really good. The new one. Yeah, the I've new heard, one's I've good. It is. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I, I But at this point, it's like, I'm just kind of waiting for AEW. Like, it's kind of yeah. AEW or bust for me right now. Um, I play a lot of Fortnite, but that's like that's a normie game, you know what I mean? Everyone plays Fortnite, like little kids, so they have some adults. But I, my brother plays it as well, so I, I play it a lot. On it's a, it's a fun game to play online, and it has like the cross. I love how nowadays I'm sure you appreciate this too. Nowadays, Romeo, like the cross platform play now, how you can have like a Switch playing against an Xbox, playing against a PS. What you know, took PS5. so long? I know it took what forever, took so long for that. Finally happening, so it's it's nice to see like this big complicated concept. No, it's not. <laughs> It's good to see that now, yeah. Because back in the day, you know, we were, you know, Halo Three was just on Xbox, you know. Yeah. I didn't play with any PlayStation guys. It was just an Xbox exclusive, and you know, it took a long time for me to uh, embrace the PlayStation, get the PlayStation. I was, I played Black Ops on there, and you couldn't, you couldn't mess, you know, you, you guys on Xbox, you couldn't play with them. Yeah, we we used to have to do the land parties back in the day. We used yes. to have like all oh, everyone bring That's your That's a Xboxes. term I haven't heard in years. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you, everyone would would gather all their Xboxes together at like one person's house so you can connect them all to play yes. like Halo One, Halo Two. 
Um, yeah. I used to play at this place called the New Media Arena in Atlanta. I, I don't, I doubt it still exists, but I used to game StarCraft and stuff against Cody Rhodes in that in that place because like he was a giant nerd, giant gamer. People don't like realize yeah. that about him, but like, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of known with like they know he's a nerd, Zelda and stuff. Like that. <laughs> they know they um, know Cody Rhodes is a giant nerd. But yeah, he was like the biggest like Chad ever in in high school because he was like wrestling state champion and you know all the girls yeah. you know and all stuff. But like he was like on the weekends he was gaming you know land parties you know what I mean which is kind of wild. It sounds silly, but it was a fun time. It was. <laughs> back, back in the college days, yes. Just everybody get together, bring your bring your Xbox over and play that. Now nobody has to leave their house to do anything. It, hey, during the pandemic, it was great. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, Romeo, what's the Romeo? What's the coolest thing you have in your room? Hmm. Do you like Game of Thrones, either of you? I've watched it. I can't say this is my hot controversial take. I can't say that I actually liked it, but I watched all of it. I never watched it. I never got all into right. it. I won't use that. Uh, <laughs> no, if that's the coolest thing yeah, to you, I mean, by yeah, all I mean, means, go for it. I, no, will, I just I got a sword from it. Game of Thrones. I just got a sword. Okay. Hey, swords that's are badass. Sweet, we can yeah. see the sword. Show us your time sword. Turn you off. <laughs> Oh, it, it, it's kind uh, of disappearing a little bit. I can see the wolf. Yes. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Start to see the blade a little bit better. Very cool. nice. Kind of like the, ever... Drew, the Drew McIntyre type type sword almost. Have you ever cut somebody with that? Yeah. Have Thankfully you ever cut somebody yet. with that? No. Thankfully not yet. But hey, I could show you something else. Hold on a second. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> he should cut Alex McCarthy with it. Just. Just nick him. I don't want Alex McCarthy to like have any type of actual like limb damage or harm. But this is my going away gift they gave me in Guam. Oh, that looks sweet. Yeah, that's I very can't... cool. Yeah, it's... it's a crab. I was about to say, so that's what it looked Guam. like. Yeah, it looked like a giant crab. And then I'm kind of caught up on this like starfish plate that's in the background. Here. Yeah, is that like an emblem of some type? It's Wait. a star, uh, because there was a motto, Din Star, danger is no stranger to an age ranger. And age is what I did, aerospace ground equipment. Very fancy with their slogans in the Air Force. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's yeah. a really cool thing to have, for sure. That's very sweet. And, and it came with a machete. Have you cut it? anybody with the machete? Thankfully, not yet, but I, I can dual wield. So I have a machete and a sword. I could dual wield, and nobody's going to mess with that. Can you cut Alex McCarthy? I, I, I know SB3 is like friends with him. I don't know how well you're, you're friends with him. I don't think anybody should be friends with him. You don't have to like chop a limb off or anything, but just like nick him a little bit. I'll tell you what, I've actually hung out with Alex McCarthy. We uh, drank a couple cold oh, sorry. ones. Sorry. Sorry. We're about good. That. We're good. We're good. Oh. For Sorry. me, can you just like cut him for me? I don't know, man. I don't know. Me and you, we still got a person, man. I know, yeah. I know. I gotta find my way to New York at, at some point. Uh, maybe I don't know if I can do Grand Slam this year. I'm getting married like a week later, so I don't ah, know if that's like in the yeah, budget. I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's. I think I think we're doing uh, all out as well if it is in Chicago. So like I can't all out Grand Slam marriage. That's that's gonna be a tough trifecta 
to pull off uh, budget wise. We got to celebrate uh, your Colorado Avalanche. Good job beating we do. the Tampa yeah, Lightning. Congrats, yeah. Yes, we we do have to 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 celebrate that because that's the the second happiest day of my life this year. So yeah, what we'll meet and well, we'll we'll grab beers and I will sell you on just trying to cut Alex McCarthy. That's my whole. All right, purpose. I can be bought. I can be bought for the right price. <laughs> Jensen, any final questions? No, man. Appreciate you coming on again. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to joining y'all on true Hill heat, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, I'm sure y'all have a great show this Saturday too. There's a lot going on this weekend in wrestling. Like set foot Friday. There's uh impact Saturdays, UFC and money in the bank, probably something on UFC Sunday. Night. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you are you going to be doing watch alongs for all that stuff. I'm, I'm assuming you've got a lot of watch oh yeah, money in the bank, and I'm going to stay up and watch the rest of UFC. Yeah, that UFC card is actually like good too. Exactly. Yes, I don't always get into the UFC cards, but when the pay per views recently, the last pay per view was like one of the best I, I've seen in a while. The the Glover Teixeira show, yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, um, Romeo, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can follow me, True Hill Romeo, on Twitter and Instagram and over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Hill Heat Wrestling. Subscribe if you're not already. Uh, a plethora of shows there. I do Raw watch-alongs, NXT watch-alongs, Dynamite watch-alongs. Thursday and Friday, I try to chill and enjoy life. Um, but then Saturday, Sunday, right back at it with uh, pay-per-views and True Hill Heat. There you go. We appreciate Romeo joining us today on the show. Go support, go support him and the guys at True Heel Heat, the the guys on the True Heel Network. And on Fightful Overbooked, every week they do the True Rewind, where they are watching Raw and Nitro from the same week, doing compare and contrast. And as Romeo just just told us, and if you've watched the the shows, Romeo, this is the first time he's catching a lot of this stuff. He's- stuff so going in blind and, and learning some stuff about this so go support romeo true heel romeo on twitter go support true heel heat on youtube romeo thanks you thanks again we'll be right back here on the we're back thank you again to romeo for for joining us for giving us his time and telling us his story and everyone can follow him on twitter at true heel romeo everyone head over to youtube true heel heat there you go jj's got it jj is always there subscribe to the true heel heat youtube channel follow them on socials youtube.com slash true heel heat i see uh chris mueller our pal doc chris mueller in the chat uh and i do want to direct everybody to bleacher report in his article yeah maggie says it uh his article on bleacher report with uh interviewing aw stars about um Pride Month, uh, people in the LGBTQ community. Sunny Kiss, Mercedes Martinez, Anthony Bowens, Aubrey Edwards, uh, Nyla Rose. I believe those were the five uh, that, that were interviewed, and Chris can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, or, if there, or if there was somebody that I missed, uh, I apologize for that. Yes, Chris did a great job with that, talking about Pride Month, what it means to them, uh, you know, just discrimination that, that they've dealt with, mental health, stuff that they go through. Um, you know, uh, being, being, uh, supported, being, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, how you can support, I guess it was, was another thing and what it means to them. Uh, so yeah, go, go check that out on Bleacher Report. Uh, Chris, I do have an article running from that later on this afternoon. I want to make sure that gets, that gets out there, get some love. You did a great job with that. Chris is, Chris is fantastic. Everyone support him and everything he does. He's been on the show before he's been on the spotlight. We've interviewed, uh, Chris, not an actual doctor. Um, but yes, great job with that, Chris, everyone also go, 
Shout out to Chris Mueller. Uh, everyone, go wish our pal Phil Lindsay a happy birthday. It is his birthday today. It's also Cody Rhodes' birthday, uh, but Phil's more important than Cody Rhodes. Everyone, go say happy birthday to Phil Lindsay, even though he buried me last night saying Lambert sucks. I don't appreciate that. But everyone, go wish Phil Lindsay a happy birthday. Go check out Grab Sody, uh Saturday noon right here on youtube.com slash Fightful. Guys, we appreciate it. Jensen and I will be back next week, and I do have some surprises it's more than one it's kind of all in the same boat but it is more than one surprise i do have some surprises for the show to jazz up the show a little bit next week hopefully people enjoy that uh so yeah appreciate appreciate it everybody everyone go to fightful overbooked fightfuloverbooked.com we have day after dynamite dropping today live today with will washington and a special guest reviewing last night's dynamite uh we just had the joshi dreamcast drop with scotty wrestling talking all things stardom and, and joshi wrestling uh we just had the bread club the the bread club matt from shining wizards and kieran from wrestle in uh they review new japan over there um the, the Bread Club podcast just dropped. They talked about Forbidden Door. They look ahead to the G1. They're going to be dropping their big G1 preview uh, just before the tournament, which starts in mid-July. Everyone can go over there and check that out. SB3 and I did FMC, where we celebrated my Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup victory. It's a big parade. It's parade day in Colorado. I am taking the afternoon off to go. Yeah, that's right. What do you mean two hours? Our show's like always two hours now. And I'm taking the afternoon off and I'm going to go celebrate this title, Sean Ross Sapp. I'm, I'm not working this afternoon. Let's go. I'm going to the parade. I'm throwing my own parade here in Ohio to celebrate the Avs victory. That's what I'm doing with my two hours. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to listen to these interviews. I'm not going to listen to another interview. Yep, two hour show and then I'm out. I'm still going to have more posts on the site than anybody else. <laughs> everyone, have a great day. Hope everyone enjoys your, your Thursday, your Friday, your weekend. Bye, everybody. Thank you for the support. Love y'all. Bye.